want to like be incognito about their alcoholism. I don't know. <laughs> because every Hallmark movie is the exact same movie with a different cast. Okay. You should not laugh at that. Do not be proud. No one laughs. No one should be encouraging that. I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And this is Wine and Dine. Dine. Hi guys, welcome to Wine and Dine, where reading is not a requirement, but fun is. I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And we're just going over our April TBRs for those of you guys Mm -hmm. that haven't listened or are just tuning in, or I don't know why you wouldn't know what this episode is, but (laughs) we're just having our chit-chat portion of book club. Mm -hmm. Um, So have you accomplished any reading goals? So should we pick up kind of at the end of March and then kind of lead into... Yeah. Okay. I did some good things. I read two physical books and two mangas, and I missed reading manga. I forgot how much I love reading manga. Speaking of manga, do you know what I just found when I was going through my stuff? Do you remember last year when I said, okay, for this uh, book club book month or whatever, Mm -hmm. I want to read a manga. I want to read Bunny Drop. Yes. And then we bought it. No, I bought it. Oh, is that your copy that I have? I thought I had my own copy. Oh, no. Maybe you do have your own copy then. Because I feel like that's the one that um, Goodreads lost, and it came in like a month later, and so okay. we didn't read it. And then and then you kept asking me, well, even though we didn't review it, did you read it? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. So I went through and I was reorganizing all my books and trying to get a new mm-hmm. TBR shelf, and I found it, and I was like, I still really want to read it. <laughs> so I will be joining you there eventually. Yeah. It's okay. When you have time. So which mangas did you read? I found two new series. One is called As Miss Basil Bum Likes. It's Sojo, of course, and <laughs> it takes place in hell. And what? Yeah. No, Basil Bum. Oh, so, Beelzebub. I see. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Oh, no. It's just like it's one of those words for Satan, basically. <laughs> Beelzebub, Lucifer, Satan. I thought he was thing. a separate thing, but never Maybe mind. Maybe he is, but I've always kind of. Uh, the formidable right hand of Satan commands, fears, and respects throughout pandemonium. What her underlings don't realize, though, is that she is an airhead with a love for all things fluffy and adorable. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe Beelzebub is like a demon of Satan or something, like yeah, the head, yeah. the head guy. Yeah. But still, that's amazing. Yeah, and it's I love so it. Good. Is it, it good? It was good. I accidentally found this when I was just randomly at Barnes and or yeah, at Barnes and Nobles. I saw this uh, photo because uh, it was sticking out, and I was just like, you know what? That photo looks interesting. And I pulled it and I read the back, and then I immediately snapped a, a photo of the barcode. And if you don't know, uh, if you have a Goodreads app on your phone, you can actually scan the barcode mm-hmm. on the back of any book and it'll automatically find it within their search engines, bring it up with all of their reviews and people talking about it. So that's what I did for this guy. And it had pretty interesting reviews. Some people liked it. Some people thought it was crap. Uh, it's definitely a Sojo. And it had a it has a lot of series. A lot of books within the series. Nice. So I was just like, you know what? I need another feel-good, funny one. So I did that one. So let me ask you, though. There's a lot of books in the series. Mm-hmm. Are you going to get the rest of the series now? Well, I got it from the library. Well, I mean, you can keep getting... Yeah. Yeah, so this yeah. is a series you would continue. Yeah, I would totally continue this. I read this within, like, a day. Yeah. And I was just like, I need more. Because I can assimilate to the lady that's that just 
is an airhead and likes floofy stuff. People are frightened of her, but also she really likes fluffy things. I like fluffy things. <laughs> and then the second book uh, manga that I had on my list for a really long time, um, and the library finally ordered it and I got the copy, is Far Fusat. And this is a folklore story if you ever heard of fusat mm-hmm. um it's basically the story of a gentleman that makes the a deal with a devil or entity for eternal youth um to be able to pursue knowledge oh okay cool yeah um so that it, this is like a retelling of this story and it's from the creators of ancient of the ancient magnus bride so okay. if you like um, the adaptation that was on Netflix, if you read the manga, this is from the same author. Definitely go and pick it up as well. I, again, I flew through this so fast. Ooh, the art is very, like, Van mm-hmm. Helsing style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. More than a century after the... I can't even... Eccentric. That is oh, yeah. what the word is. Eccentric scholar made an infamous deal with the devil. The story of Fusat has passed into legend. However, the true Fusat is not the stuffy professional man known in the fairy tales, but a charismatic, bespectacled woman named Johanna Fusat. So it's actually a female instead of a male. Oh, I like that. So they changed that. They did a gender flip. And it it's just kind of interesting. Um, she goes... She's been going around to different towns because the demon that she made the deal with got captured by the church and got split into all these different pieces. And so one of the things that she has to do is now go to all these different churches and grab pieces of her demon and put them back together. And yeah, in that, in one town, she befriends a young, a young man who she needs to open the church because she's damned. She can't open it because it's sacred. So she gets him to open the door to the church and she's like, okay, I'm done with you. You can just go back to your mom, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And this, this kid, unfortunately, you know, he's really smart. He likes learning and likes reading. And, you know, she kind of took him under her wing for a little bit and taught him that not all history is written in the book. Sometimes, you know, it's actually written by whoever wins. Yeah. Like she, she turns him on to that. So he's just like eating it up at this point. And so he makes the decision that he will be her pupil. And he's going to help her in uh, her journey and getting her demon. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. And I need to see it in anime form immediately. I don't know if this is going to be in anime form or not. It better be. (laughs) I would think that there is a good chance just because this is from the same author who did Magnus Bride. And Magnus Bride was a huge hit over in the Western sphere. Um, for adaptation because it was done through Netflix. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I mean, if, Fingers this, crossed. if this gets enough rays, um, hopefully this one too. Again, this has a lot of chapter books in it and I'm totally down. I already got yes. number two waiting to be picked up the library. So That's awesome. Those are the two manga. And then my two physical books I read was Love and Luck by Jenny Evans Welch. This is just a fluffy YA romance. There's not much to it. It's pretty straightforward. Girl is heartbroken, decides to, while she's in Ireland for Han's wedding, go to some very historical um, things within Ireland. 
think you were telling me about this one. Yeah, like the Blarney Stone, yeah. um, things like that. So she goes to all these different landmarks and tries to get over heartbreak following this guide. Again, with the dang phone beeping. Hey, look, the funny thing is, is I'm not even texting right now. I'm literally getting out the Amazon reviews for my book. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this is the companion book to, um, uh, I think it's Love and Gelato, maybe. Oh, okay. That I read a few years back. Again, really good fluffy YA romance. Can't say no. So I read that in the month of March. And then the other book that I read, which you'll probably laugh at me because you know my new obsession now. Uh, It's called Shine by Jessica John. It's all about a K-pop star. (laughs) Yes. She is really into the K-dramas and the K-pop life. Yeah, just K-pop everything. But there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what gets you, that's what gets you. Own it and love it. I love it. So, um, yeah, so this is kind of a, she basically is writing a fictional book about her her, some of her own things that happened while she was at ST Entertainments. Um, while she was a K-pop idol herself. So, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, honestly, this is the book one in a two-book series for her. I really actually enjoyed it. I'm gonna say I gave it a four out of five. Nice. Um, just because I really did enjoy it. I flew through this book within a week. I had over... 50% of it gone done. Nice. So this is definitely one. I think this was on my to be aware of books in 2020. Yeah. So definitely guys, uh, if you like the K-pop world, if you're curious about the K-pop world um, and some of the behind the scene things that they have to do to be K-pop idols, mm-hmm. um, this is a good book and I thoroughly oh, enjoyed it. Oh, I like it. the little tagline, all is fair in love and K-pop. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one of the things that is heavily talked about in that series or in that book is um, what one person is willing to do to follow their dream. So, like, this entertainment company has all these strict rules, you know. You have to weigh in every day. You have to make sure your weight's on time. We will only accept perfection. You know, it's constant working all the time. And one of their rules is you don't date. And so, like, it's her... I mean, you're... These these kids are, like, 16, 17 years old. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the... We were dating at that age. So, like, for them to have that strict, rigid rule of you cannot date, I mean, that's kind of hard. And so it's her maneuvering through that world to be what she wants to be yeah so i read i'm gonna count four uh, i definitely count that as four um i read a total of zero and that's okay because that's okay <laughs> that happens well so as of tomorrow mm-hmm. i am officially done done at the juvie so when you guys are listening to this if mm-hmm. you listen to it on the first day that it's dropped Tomorrow is my last day, and I don't have to worry about working two jobs and constantly being tired. I have time to read again, and I'm so excited. I have a couple on my TBR list. I mean, I have my shelf all organized and ready to go, and I'm really, really excited to be able to get back into it because reading is fun for me, Mm -hmm. and it's been killing me that I haven't been able to do it. I haven't been able to do hardly anything. The only uh, TV that I've watched has been with Ryan. Yeah, like, well, what have you been watching with Ryan? So, aside from our sports games, because we watch mm-hmm. all sorts of sportsy things, um, we started two new shows, um, mm-hmm. and we I have talked about this before, that Ryan and I do not binge shows together. Like, when we have date nights, we watch one episode of one show, one episode of another show. He can watch, like, 15 shows at once. 
two is enough for me. That's it. He tried putting a third one in there, like, I don't know, six months ago. No, <laughs> sir, we are not. We are finishing these two. That is it. <laughs> um, so he picked one, and then he picked another one for me, mm-hmm. which was super romantic. He's been doing these really romantic gestures for me lately, which are, like, they're small. Right. And you, you wouldn't think that, oh, that's super romantic, but it is. So... One of the shows that he recommended mm-hmm. um, was called Servant. It's on Apple TV. Okay. And the, one of the main characters in it is Rupert Grint. Rupert Grint plays Ron in the Harry Potter series. He has been watching all the Harry Potters with me. He just finished Goblet of Fire, so he's okay. going to be moving on to Half-Blood Prince. Or no, 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 no. He just finished Order of the Phoenix, not Goblet of Fire. Um, but <laughs> so he's going to be moving on to Half-Blood Prince soon. Um, <laughs> okay. And so... Now that he's doing that, he's like, okay, she really likes Harry Potter. Let me get something else. So he literally just saw that Rupert Grant was in a TV show on Apple TV and was like, she might like this. First of all, it's amazing. I do like it. And not because Rupert Grant is in it. Okay? (laughs) I can't tell you hardly anything about the show. Is it like Downton Abbey? No. If I had a way to describe it, it's a mixture between Black Mirror and American Horror Story. Never mind, pass. (laughs) It's not gory or scary or jump out of it, but it's weird and it's a thriller. And it's, it's, Mm. I can't, I literally, guys, I literally can't tell you what it's about without giving anything away. The only thing I can say is that it's a family that hires a nanny and they don't know a whole lot about the nanny and the nanny might be into some weird stuff. That's all I can tell you. The thing it's called servant. Um, it is so good. <laughs> so what parts is Rupert plays? He, the nanny? He, no, he is the mom's brother. And okay. so he's definitely what would be considered a side character, but he's in it every episode. Like, Probably because so, they have to put him in it. Maybe. I don't know, but he's so good. And he has an American accent. It's Whoa. weird. But he, he does okay. Every once in a while you can hear it slip through. But for the most part, he does mm-hmm. pretty well with it. Yeah. Um, but, oh, it's so good. Which is more than I can say for the show that Ryan picked. And people are going to hate on me on this. I know that they are. Mm. I will not apologize. (laughs) We started watching Your Honor. It's an HBO miniseries um, that you can find on Hulu. If you have the Hulu HBO add-on or just HBO Max, I guess. But Mm -hmm. it's about um, a judge whose son is severely asthmatic. And one day while he's driving, he has an asthma attack and is leaning over to grab his inhaler and hits a guy on a motorcycle and kills him almost instantly. (gasps) So, first of all, he's having an asthma attack, hits the guy. While he still has an asthma attack, he's going out to try to help the guy. Mm -hmm. Grabs the guy's phone, because he doesn't have one. Grabs the guy's phone, tries to call 911. Cannot tell 911 what's going on, because he's having an asthma attack. If you actually have asthma, you know, like, you wheeze, you can't, your throat's swelling up, you can't do anything. Right. So he leaves the kid to go get his inhaler, can't find it anywhere, finally finds it, and at that point, the kid's dead, and he's panicking, and he leaves the crime scene. Oh, no. So he and his dad, who's a judge, mm-hmm. a really important judge, mm-hmm. goes to turn them in. And the dad realizes that the kid that he killed was the son of a mob boss. And so he's like, you can't turn yourself in now. Like, you're, you're going to die. You're going to die if I put you in this jail, if I put you in prison, because that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to take a plea deal. You're going to have because you killed someone. It's still manslaughter, vehicular mm-hmm. manslaughter. You're going to die. If we don't say anything, 
we can we can make this go away. Whoa! Yes, he's just literally trying to. And Brian Cranston plays the judge, and Brian Cranston mm-hmm. is amazing. And so I know people are going to hate on me. Here's my thing: mm-hmm. I don't think that the show is bad. It is not my type of show. It is nothing but high stakes drama the I whole time. Boring after a while. It's, I I feel like I'm falling asleep. Every single episode is an hour long, and I feel like it's three hours. It's so drawn out, so dramatic. There is no. There's no breath. There's no mm-hmm. little, oh, here's a comedic thing just for, you know, so you can breathe. Mm-hmm. There's no comedy to it. It is all drama mm-hmm. the whole time. And if you're into that, you're going to love this show. You would give it a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm so bored. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ryan's watching Servant for me. I'm going to watch Your Honor for him. I'm going to get through it. But honestly, mm-hmm. I am so bored by it. So <laughs> if you're like me... Don't do it. If you're not like me, go for it. Brian Cranston, I will say, is nailing the role. He nails everything that he does, but nailing it. I just, Hmm. not my cup of tea. But that's literally all I've watched, like, the whole last month is Mm -hmm. I watched those on our date nights, Mm -hmm. and other than that, Mm -hmm. no. We finished WandaVision with everybody else in the world. Oh, yeah, I did that too. I Um, I lied. Yeah, so we did that, and we're going to be gearing up for... um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If you guys finished WandaVision and you would like to talk about the last episode, I'm still crying over it. What? So, um, if, yeah, look, I knew you were going to say that because you are a heartless vampire. We discussed it last episode. <laughs> we will discuss it until I die. I, I mean, wept I, I, like I, a I child. I felt it in my jellies oh. there, but like. No, my jellies I, liquefied and it ran out of my face as tears, okay? Like, I oh god and i was at work i watched it before we got the kids out because i needed to finish it i don't have any time you know on my own because i'm always tired i'm going to both jobs so i was one of the weekends that i was working Mm -hmm. so i woke up i watched wandavision i wept like a baby and then i had to go to work (laughs) (laughs) It, it was awful yeah i bet but it was so so good um yeah, so that's what I've been watching, but yeah. go go back. Sorry. So, yeah, no. I mean, all we did was do WandaVision. For, we got started in the Winter Soldier and Falcon thing. and Wait, that already dropped? I missed the, I missed the drop? I know it's coming out in April, but I thought it was, like, later April. No, actually, it came out in March. Uh, uh, See, the I weekend mean, of St. Patty's Day. I am so far behind. Okay, don't give me any spoilers, because i got to catch up on, like, four episodes now. Yeah. I'm dumb. Look. <laughs> if Ryan doesn't tell me that there's a new show out, apparently I just don't know. I didn't know about WandaVision when it first originally dropped. I mean, I knew that they were going to drop it, mm-hmm. but I didn't know they had already dropped it. He, like, stays on top of all of that. Yeah, so, so we're going to, we we got the, we got Wanda, then we got um, Falcon Winter Soldier currently, and then I think after this we're supposed to get Loki uh, Time Lord, which Speaking of Owen Wilson, <laughs> oh no, he's in the. <laughs> he doesn't play Loki, does he? No, oh. no, the regular actor plays oh, Loki. Oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha no, gotcha. Owen Wilson is a representative from the Time Agent. In it's like an anagram that they use. Oh, but another it's, like Shield Sword type anagram. Yeah, but people. it's specifically for time traveling and the okay. time traveling entities. So, Look, you said time traveling, and then I, somewhere there's an initiative, and I really hope that the anagram is tit. <laughs> I'm just saying no, that right it's now. it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. 
I mean, maybe it could be time. Like, the traveling initiative for more magical entities envi- yeah there you time. go time for <laughs> look we're gonna we're our gonna our, our husband and boyfriend are literally cringing probably on the side yeah, you're going exactly these, like, these women stop are talking stop butchering right marvel at the core at this point they're like hey do you want to escape this and just go drink somewhere yeah they're they're yeah, not even listening sure. anymore they went to planetary yeah no. <laughs> So that's the lineup for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's all supposed to be leading up to the second Doctor Strange movie. <sighs> been about time. Yeah. I mean, how long has it been since the first one came out? Like A few five years. years? A few years. I mean, that's a good, good, good little time there. But um, I mean, COVID happened, so you know everything Stup- got stupid. COVID. Everything got pushed back. Stupid COVID. But other than that, I didn't really watch a whole lot. I mean, I finished um, Cinderella and the Four Nights and that was it. That's all my TV was. I did not do any TV, but I can tell you what's coming in April. What's coming in April? So, I found one that I think you might actually have to watch. It comes out mm-hmm. April 1st. I've got it's my called The White Boy. The White Boy? You, you, you listen. Oh, I'm listening. It's a documentary on the white teenager who was charged with running an inner city drug operation. I feel like I've already watched a BuzzFeed thing on that one. Probably. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. that one I grabbed for you. It come it drops April first, which is April Fools in the US. If okay. you're that the one that my it's husband also my mom's anniversary. What up, mom? I know it was a couple <laughs> days ago, but what up? <laughs> um, one that my husband is so looking forward to and we actually watched the um official clip release the of trailer. it trailer of it. Um, it is a new anime series called The Way of the House Husband. Ooh. Yeah, so it's originally a manga that is being ad- adapted into a series via Netflix. The synopsis is this. Tashu is an infamous and feared Yakuza boss nicknamed the Immortal Dragon, retired from crime to become a house husband so that he can support Miki, his Makuma wife. The episode, the epic series depicts a variety of comedic scenarios, typically wherein Tuza Blaine dominant work as a housewife is Juxtaposed. Wow, this is really bad English. Against <laughs> juxtaposed, just opposed against his intimidating personality and appearance. So I'm gonna flip over to uh, the photo of him. I'll show it. To oh him. my gosh! Like that's definitely a Yakuza boss. <laughs> so definitely go watch the trailer. It's it's hilarious. My husband is so excited for this. So I'm trying to get Taylor to watch the anime with me, and he won't. <laughs> and I I thought maybe he would like it. So it's also on Netflix. It's called High Rise Invasion. Nah. You, okay, have you seen the thing that I'm talking no, about? No, probably not. But... So it's just high schooler Yuri finds herself atop a skyscraper in a strange world where she must survive against mask assailants bent on killing their prey. So basically her dad got himself into some trouble in the mm-hmm. past and they've been mm-hmm. on the run for a while or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's something about the secret organization that he was a part of that he left and he has information anyway. Mm-hmm. So basically they're going to let him live if she can survive against all these people 
but wow. he never told her about it and he has not trained her as like an assassin person or whatever so but she's just kind of comes to it naturally so she's fending okay. off all these people do you remember when i read that book um and it was called hashtag murder trending yes that's the vibes i was getting from it because even though she's innocent and she doesn't know anything about it mm-hmm. she has to survive which is the same thing that happened in that book where mm-hmm. she gets accused of murder that she didn't commit and then she has to survive against all these crazy people and so like i'm getting some serious vibes from that i want to watch it so bad and taylor looked at it and he was like no (laughs) he might like this one better this is basically supposed to be um a comedy yeah through and through my husband is so looking forward to this he showed it to me and of course like immediately off the bat he starts laughing just because this guy is like I think he's supposed to be, like, over six foot tall in Japan. That's really tall. Super tall. And he's riding a bike, and he gets pulled over on his bike by the cops, and he is, like, trying to be, like, low-key, like, make sure these people don't realize who the hell I am. Yeah. And so, like, they ask, what's your occupation? He's like, housewife. Or house husband. (laughs) And, and, like, the guy, the cops are just like, come again. He's like, I'm a house husband. (laughs) I stay at home, man. Yeah, that was, yeah. And then the other scene that my husband laughed hysterically at was the um, the main character and like his little lackey that finds out he's there. Um, they go into the grocery store and he's like, he goes up to the, the lady, the clerk, and she's like, "Where's the good stuff? Where do you keep that white, delicious, good stuff?" And she's like, "Sir, that is not what we sell here." And the little lackey's like, "He means flour, ma'am." <laughs> <laughs> Where's the good stuff? The white good stuff? Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. Originally, I thought he was talking about milk. <laughs> oh no, I think they think he means cocaine, right? Yeah, no, oh, okay. like the lady thinks she, that he's speaking about cocaine. My brain was, he's probably talking about milk. Oh, gotcha. Because milk, all the, sugar, yeah. yeah, something. Well, you know all those old uh, commercials in the 90s is like the good stuff oh, was milk. Yeah. And stuff like that. I can see so that. That's where my brain went. Uh, but that comes out. Uh, first episode is to drop on April eighth. So definitely make sure go check that out. Um, if that's something you're interested, you said in. it's on Netflix, right? That is on Netflix. Okay. All the ones I have are on Netflix because that's all I have right now uh, access to at the moment. Because I haven't updated the. Oh thing. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had to change the password again, by the way. So oh yeah, goody, we can fix that later. Never mind. Um, and then lastly, of course, we finally did get the date to the adaptation of Shadow and Bones, which is the first book in Lee Bardugo's Grecian series, is going to drop effectively April twenty third. Ryan has already said he wants to. He showed me the trailer for it, and he was like, "Hey, would you want to watch this?" Of course, I want to watch this. Are you stupid? <laughs> So that's on our to watch list too. Yeah, no, this is this is big. This is this is big. This is almost on the same level as uh, their dark artifacts, mm-hmm. um, which was huge, also in the book community. But we are so excited to hopefully um, get this adaptation. It's been a long time in the works. There's been a lot of good news rummaging around that that this is actually going to be pretty true to the book series. Um, I do recommend, this is a high fantasy novel, and if you are like me, high fantasy is hard to read sometimes, so I advise to maybe audiobook it, mm-hmm. um, instead of trying to read it actually on your own, unless you're good at that, like my husband and Megan, and they can just read anything. See, I can't, I can't read a whole lot of high fantasy. I love Harry Potter, don't get me wrong, but I have not read Lord mm. of the Rings or The Hobbit or any of that, because That's hard, I hard fantasy. can't do it. 
but I love the movies. I've seen the movies a million and a half times. Mm-hmm. I I still love the the world and the series. I just can't read them. I couldn't read The Witcher. I mean, I know it was a video game, but you know what I mean. Like I didn't read into the lore on The Witcher. I liked the show. Oh yeah, no, I cannot wait for that. So I mean, like sometimes I mean, high fantasy on. is not your cup of tea. Doesn't mean you don't like it as a medium. You just mm-hmm. don't like reading it. So watch the show. Go for it. Apparently, it's supposed to be amazing. No, it. Lee Bardugo had her hand in a lot of that. So I hope that it is pretty... I hope the book community gets a good rapport from it. We tend to, unfortunately, kind of like the anime community, when something like that gets adapted, adapted, it doesn't always come out right. And that's what I keep... we've, We've said it a million times, we'll say it again. Don't do it fast. Do it right. I will wait three more years for an adaptation for XYZ. Yeah. Then get it right now and it sucks. And then I never get an, an update to it ever. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'd rather them take their time. Make sure it looks good. Make sure the author agrees. Because I feel like um, Golden Compass, when that came out, mm-hmm. I don't feel like that. Or like Aragon. Yeah. That was bad. Well, my biggest two examples are, you know, I loved Cirque du Freak. Mm-hmm. And I gave you the first one. And, you know, you even liked it. I read it within a day. Yeah, it was really good. The movie was bogus. So, However, however, the bad guy is Norwegian, and I applaud that. Yes. <laughs> so the movie was supposed to be the first three books. They were going to do it in trilogies. So there mm-hmm. was going to be four movies or possibly five if they did a part one, part two. Mm-hmm. Instead, they changed one of the main characters. They created a whole nother main character that wasn't supposed to be there. And they put in spoilers from books four and book 11. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. It didn't make any sense. And so that was awful. And then Vampire Academy, also a super good series. Lame name, very good series. Because the nineties, they did one book or they did one movie, and they changed it into Mean Girls vampire style. Yeah, it, it was, was terrible. Good. It didn't match the book at all, and we didn't get updates. We didn't get sequels. We didn't. You get probably anything will never ever because to any of them because they had most really the, bad review on that. Well, super no. bad reviews, and the studios that own them have like a ten year contract. So, I mean, if we were going to get them, I think Cirque du Freak came out in like twenty or. Maybe 2009, because I want to say I was a junior. I just started driving, so maybe 2010. Mm -hmm. So if they say they have a 10-year contract, it just came up last year. But there's no hype behind it anymore. The movie was so bad the first Mm -hmm. time. So that's why I keep saying, do it right. Don't do it fast. I would would probably say a lot of the times when we see bad movie adaptations, somehow, somewhere down the pipeline... They become TV series, and the TV series becomes phenomenal. Yeah. Um, what's that movie, the TV series I actually really like? Um, Shadowhunters. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Now, it didn't match the book very well, but... <laughs> I stopped. It didn't match the book <laughs> only because the author helped write the TV show series. She said, I don't want people to watch the series and people that have read the books know you know, page for page what's about to happen. But that's so I, what they wanted. So I want to follow the overall storyline arc, which is what they're doing, but they're adding a bunch of new demon encounters. They're adding a bunch of new, mm. like, a little bit of drama here and there. So even though the arc is still going to get you to the same spot, which it did, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it's adding little things here and there. And, oh, please tell me, uh, Cassandra Clare, mm-hmm. um, she helped write the series. So, no, like, I'm it's not, still... I, I love it. I just... It. I... You know me. I literally got to the last book in, the, in that series, and I was just like, no. 
I'm not doing Sebastian anymore. I'm not doing Clary anymore. I don't care. And the movie was crap. Oh, the movie was crap. And just Cersei was in it and was not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, side tangent. Um, but yeah, that is what is coming to Netflix in April. I honestly think there's some good stuff in here. Yes. And I mean, now that Netflix raised their prices, there better be some good stuff coming out. Because yeah. when they raised it from what was like twelve ninety nine to twenty six ninety nine. Yeah. Guys, that's a decent chunk of money. That's double the price. I I really, there's been a lot of talk about Netflix um, expanding, becoming more like an HBO type type of thing where they're going to have more movies and original content and more anime. There's weird talk that my husband has his finger on the pulse that said that they believe that Netflix is going to start buying more anime and more Korean drama stuff because they've seen an influx of that here on the, in the Western world. Which I wouldn't mind. Like if I could do a a lot more things in one setting, I would. Like if I Mm -hmm. don't have to have a Crunchyroll because Netflix is, is up to date on some stuff. Cool. I'll get rid of Crunchyroll. I'm already paying for Netflix. Like, yeah. and that's nothing against Crunchyroll. It's just I'm not going to have three different apps that I could get in one. You know, right? And I feel like that's what all of this streaming is literally building up to is whoever can get there first. Yep. Uh, and I think the race really right now is between Hulu and and Netflix. And Netflix. Now Hulu just did something really cool last month. Mm-hmm. They did a '90s week. Did you see that? No, I did. I don't have oh, access. Yeah, I'm sorry. Look. Long story short, I got hacked on my Hulu, which hacked my um, HBO and my Disney. So I had to change all of my passwords and that kicked Ashley out for a minute. But we're getting her back in today. Um, Anyway, but they did a 90s week and they brought back the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch. They brought back Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They brought back um, just regular 90s movies like Pretty Women and Princess Bride and like the regular quintessential 90s uh Ever After was on there, like mm-hmm. uh, Charlie's Angels. Um, I'm trying to think of all that, but it's like 90 shows that aren't usually on the app, mm-hmm. 90s movies that aren't usually on the app. And mm-hmm. for a whole week, mm-hmm. they were on there. You could watch whatever you want. Of course, I put on Pretty Woman. Did I need to put on Pretty Woman? No, but why would I not? Like, <laughs> so, so good. So, like, I mean, I feel like if more apps did that, you have to realize that the people that are paying for these now are people that are our age, okay? Yeah. My well, mom, I mean, my, my, my mom dad. doesn't. Well, I mean, my mom doesn't pay for Netflix. I already pay for Netflix. She uses my Netflix because Netflix is a nice app and it lets you use six different profiles on there depending on the thing that you have. So I have one. My mom has one. Becca has one that that they can watch. Now, technically, Becca doesn't use that one. The kids use it. But still, I have three different things on my on my Netflix thing. And so my mom doesn't pay for that. I pay for that. When you're looking at, you know, the things that we want, we want the anime. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's there. We're yeah. all nerds at heart. But we also want the nostalgia. I was on Hulu exclusively at the beginning of March when they did mm-hmm. the 90s, 90s week. Because that's that's all I wanted to do. I had Fresh Prince on at night when I was falling asleep. And the one movie that I watched was Pretty Woman. Like, could I have gotten more use out of it? Yes. Was I still busy? Yeah. I didn't get it. That's all I got to do. But if you guys just brought that back. Mm-hmm. Yes. You want to know what the number one thing that I've watched on Netflix the most is? Go for it. Ten things I hate about you. That's on Netflix right now? It's been on Netflix, yeah. So watching that, I need some... I haven't checked it recently. I need That some... is my number one most watched thing on Netflix. Is it's 10 a things good I hate movie! About you. It's so good. 
Heath Ledger singing on the bleachers. Ugh. Her, no, it's her poem at the end that gets me. Really? Yeah. Aww. I don't, I don't hate even you. Not even a little, little bit. bit. Not at no. all. Oh. <laughs> that one will mystify my eyes. Like, oh, it's just, just, just a little light misting. Just a light misting. Um, but that is a, the reason why I like that, and I don't know how, why, you'll have to tell everybody why you like it. Mm-hmm. The reason I like it is it is the modern telling of The Taming of the Shrew. See, I never knew that. And mm-hmm. you're the one that told me that at one point, And I had no idea. I just love the storyline. Like, I love the fact that she wasn't willing to settle. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that she was, you know, fighting her own demons and fighting her own sexual assault. I love the fact that she called him on his bullshit every time Mm -hmm. and that you know even from the beginning she was like look I don't know why you're with me and after she let those walls break down Mm -hmm. she wasn't willing to forgive him she she did what in in every movie that I've watched those teen movies it always pisses me off because they're making the dumbest decisions she was so smart and so sure of herself and Mm -hmm. so ready for it and in the end her poem is I hate all of these things and you you broke my heart mm-hmm. but i i wish i could hate you and i can't mm-hmm. and in the end it took an actual genuine apology from him mm-hmm. and they didn't start where they left off they completely started over yeah and i i've never been able to get over that mm-hmm. i've never ever been able to get over it and i yeah. love it no, I, I would say that is one of those 90s movies that I just, I love. That and um, Happily Ever After. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, no. Drew Barrymore, Cinderella. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Ever After is probably one of the only Drew Barrymore movies that I like. What? I cannot what? think of another one. I, I, I somewhat enjoy Never Been Kissed. Somewhat. I, I like I that. Like I like that Angels. for the nostalgia. I don't like the couple Adam Sandler movies that she's been in. Yeah. Um, Her and Adam Sandler have one of the weirdest chemistries I've I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I honestly, it, it's kind of like the Tom Hanks and... Um, Meg Ryan? Meg Ryan chemistry. It's just one of those, like... It shouldn't to, work, but it, it kind of does. It shouldn't work, but it kind of does. Yeah. Um, I love her in Fever Pitch. That's where I... I have not seen Fever Pitch, I so I can't one. I can't speak to that one. The only Adam Sandler in her um, movie that I really thoroughly enjoy is The Wedding Singer. That's my... Oh, I do like that one. Yeah, I okay, like that one. I take that, that one. one back. There's three. I like three movies with her in <laughs> it. Oh, tell me it's not 50, 50 Blind Date. No, no, that's the one I don't like. I like Ever After. I sort of like Never Been Kissed. Mm -hmm. And then I do. I really like The Wedding Singer. (laughs) I used to know that whole song that he sings to her on the airplane. Um, Oh, God. My mom sings that all the time, and I can't think of it. uh, I'm going to make you I'll I'll, I'll feed you medicine when your tummy aches. Uh, Build you a fire when the furnace breaks, so all I want to do is grow old with you. (laughs) But the best song, the best song is still, and when I think of you, Linda, I hope you have big joke. (laughs) He's losing his mind, and I'm reaping all the benefits. I, okay, so, like, I watched that with my husband. My husband didn't know that Billy Idol actually makes an appearance in that until, yeah. like, the end. And so I'm, like, waiting the whole time. And then they're on the plane. He's like, that's fucking Billy Idol. That's <laughs> Idol. How the hell? Why is he in this? I'm like, him and Sandler are really good really friends. Really good friends. 
Oh god, that's a good movie. I I might I might watch that later. I know, me too. But <laughs> my husband's not home. Um, won't be home for a while, so I get some movie time for myself. So I might have to. Good choice. Good choice. Do that one too. All right. Anything else that is coming and happening in April that we need to point out? Uh, I mean, I have a couple TBRs. Do you want to get going on TBRs, or do you? So, have yeah, anything I have else? some up and coming books. If you want to talk, if you want to do that, or we can jump straight into our TBR. No, if you have up and coming, let's let's do it. All right. So up and coming books to be aware of. Right now, I only have two, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. But the first one is Life's Too Short by Abby Jemison. It is an adult romance. And I feel like that's really all you need to to have in life. Um, The tagline is a brilliant and touching romantic comedy for the U.S. Today bestselling author of the Friend Zone and Happily Ever After playlist. So I kind of just want to leave it there. I mean, it's a romantic comedy. It's an adult rom-com. rom-com. So it's going to be stimmy stimmy. <laughs> stimmy stimmy? Yeah. Not to be confused with a stimmy stimmy. It's steamy stimmy. <laughs> I mean, Vanessa lives life on her own terms, one day at a time, every day to its fullest. She isn't willing to waste a moment or miss out on an experience when she has no idea whether she shares the same fatal genetic condition as her mother. Besides, she has way too much to do traveling the globe, showing her millions of YouTube followers the joy in seizing every moment. But after her sis- her half-sister suddenly leaves Vanessa in custody of their infant daughter, she is housebound on mommy duty for the foreseeable future and feeling totally out of her element. Ooh, okay, and that enters the good. man. Um, and the stimmy-stimmy. And because he <laughs> is the neighbor next door. Ooh, hot guy next door. Okay, mm-hmm. I can get down with that. That's so some Hallmark So I, I might stuff. have to go and purchase that one. Um, Sounds good. That one comes out on April 6th. And then the next one I kind of threw on there just because one of the cover, there's books in the cover. I feel like I'm compelled to have to buy it. Yes. Um, it's called What Not to Love by Emily Weberly and Austin Simon Blanc. Um, this one, I wasn't 100% sold on it, but as I like, kind of let it like percolate it kind of went on to me um basically this is a academic an academic m enemies to lovers ya with all the nerdy drama high school antics and heart-pounding romance of a netflix original series never have i ever Ooh, okay mm-hmm. okay so the one thing that got me is one it's an enemies to lovers two High school antics and nerdiness of drama? Yes, please. <laughs> and I've never actually watched Never Have I Ever. Have you watched that? I haven't even heard of it. But, hmm. I mean, if it's already a Netflix adaptation, it might be worth oh, it. Oh, no, it's, it's like, supposed to be oh, relatable to that. Relatable to it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, heart-pounding romance of the Netflix original series Never Have I Ever. I'll have I don't to give that one a watch. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I don't, honestly, I, I don't know very much about it. I kind of just clicked it because one, the cover art said "pick me up," and then <laughs> I read the blurb and I was like, you know what? I can do a YA hate to lovers. I already did that already once. So, so I, the funny thing is, is I already called her out on it. 
And that's a, that's kind of a decent segue into some TBRs. Yeah. So we were talking about an author that I will keep nameless just for a second. Yeah. We were talking about an author and how she was like, oh, yeah, well, not only did we read this book, but I've also read another book. And I said, oh, is it this? And she goes, yeah, how did you know? <laughs> and I said, because it has a pretty cover. <laughs> Ashley and I are very similar creatures, and usually in the things that we read, we can be very different. Mm-hmm. But in the things that draw to us, we're both the same. If it has a really dope cover, even or, if we don't end up reading that, it, like, that just looks weird or abnormal, or yes. like, maybe something just just like there's a wording in the cover that we're just like, what is? This? Yeah. So, but every single time Ashley has been like, hey, I think you might like this book. When she hands it to me, it's the first thing I do is like, ooh, I love this cover. Um, ooh, this is so pretty. Yeah, no, I kind of want to show the one that's behind you. The Lost Apothecary? Yeah, I got that in my March. Uh, book of the month. Book of the month. And let's just be real, I picked it for the cover. I don't blame you. We definitely need to put a picture. That's another thing I want to do. I want you to do this one, and then I also want you to put um, interred in there within... What is it? In- and entered with it with their bones. Yes. We'll take pictures of these and we'll show you some of the examples that I have of Ashley's book cover buying prowess <laughs> because they're all beautiful. Mm. So You should read the synopsis though. Oh, for the Lost Apothecary? Yeah. Okay, hold on. A forgotten history, a secret network of women, a legacy of poison and revenge. Welcome to the Lost Apothecary. Hidden in the depths of 18th century London, a secret apothecary shop... Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. A secret apothecary shop caters to an unusual kind of clientele. Women across the city whisper of a mysterious figure named Nella who sells well-disguised poisons to use against the oppressive men in their lives. Nella's dark world is no place for her newest patron, a precocious 12-year-old girl named Eliza Fanning. But their unexpected bond sparks a string of consequences that echoes through the centuries. 200 years later, aspiring historian Caroline Parswell um, discovers an aged apothecary vial in the River Thames. As she she is newly grappling with the searing betrayal of her own husband's infidelity, a curious research project is exactly the distraction Caroline needs. But when she discovers a link between the vial and London's long unsolved apothecary murders, Caroline's unappended... Oh, I can't even read that. Mm. Upended present soon collides with an explosive history, binding her fate to Nella's and Eliza's in a stunning twist that transcends the barriers of time. First of all, that sounds amazing. Second of all, it reminds me of an actual historical murder called Aqua Tifana. Have okay. you heard anything about no, it? No, I don't know about that, but isn't that a perfume? Uh, it is. Okay, what's uh, going on? So this lady, um, and I, I'm trying to remember her name, but I can't off the top of my head, she created this perfume line called Aqua Tifana. The problem is, is it's not actually a perfume. Aqua Tifana specifically, the perfume, the, it is a perfume now. The perfumery that she got it from sold all sorts of different ones, but Aqua Tifana was never on the list of things that you could sell. You only knew about it if someone had already used it and then said, hey, I know your husband's abusing you too. Go to this perfumery, ask for Aqua Tifana. And then you would pour it into the food you were serving your husband, and it had just the right amount of everything in it that even if the medical examiner did the thing, by the time they were dead and got to the mm-hmm. medical examiner and everything, all the poison would already have been out of their system because it was all natural ingredients, natural. Like, it had, like, arsenic, but the arsenic was from... 
oh, it's some flower, mm-hmm. almond or something. Anyway. Poppy. Pop, yes. And so everything would already be out of their system. So she didn't get caught. The only reason she got caught is that somebody turned, um, somebody's wife or whatever chickened out of killing her husband and spilled the beans on him and then he went to the police about it and then she got caught anyway but as soon as she said that she was like using a secret vial to kill uh, abusive husbands i was like aqua tafana if you guys don't listen to bailey sarian or you guys don't watch her videos on youtube or uh um facebook or wherever you follow her She's amazing, and she does a whole series on that. So if you guys like the Lost Apothecary, or if that sounds good for you, you should go look up her thing on it. <laughs> it's it's Bella something. Bella, I think it might have been Bella Donna who made Aqua Tafana. Maybe. I feel I like know. it rhymed, if I remember. But super good. Anyway, that Bella was Donna's cute. Nightshade. Yes. But that's like the name that she went by, I think. Ah, okay. I think. We'll okay. see. All right. So, <sighs> so All right. Good. So, here we go. April TBR. April TBRs. So, the author that we were talking about, that I was making fun of Ashley for, was Alexandra Bracken. And if you guys are longtime listeners, you'll remember that she did the book called the, oh, help me, it's Prosper Redding. Mm-hmm. But there's, uh, the, the, mis- dreadful the Dreadful Tale, tale of Prosper Redding. Prosper Redding. And... Guys, that was one of our favorites. It was like a weird, it had a fox in it, and then it was like a demon fox, and it was so weird and out of this. And it was YA, which is something that she's never done before. Yeah, well, it wasn't even YA. It was like... Middle grade. Middle grade, yes. And I have done middle grade before, because, um, but we didn't do it on the podcast. When we first started Book Club... (laughs) The one that got you your... (laughs) The one that got me hooked and made me want to do it, which is crazy because it's middle grade, was the one that I can never say. It's like the mysterious happening. Of, Spren- of, of Splenda Academy. Of Splendid Academy. Academy. It was so good. <laughs> but um, anyway, so that was that book. She wrote that, she read, uh, she read, oh my god, I can't speak. Mm-hmm. Alexandra Bracken wrote that book too. Mm-hmm. And so for April, we wanted to do Blind Date with a book. Yeah. And so I was thinking, okay, what books have we read that we really liked? What What would be like it? And I was browsing half price books because Ryan surprised me with a half price books date and he mm-hmm. was literally like, Hey, I already paid all my bills that I needed to pay out of my tax check. I have money left over. You're gonna go get some books. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> um, where's the credit card? So I walk in and of course they have their like new releases section mm-hmm. and I walk up and it's an Alexander Bracken book and I was like, Oh, this is perfect. You guys. The book is called Lore. And if you're not living under a rock, you know what this is. Yes. Um, If you're anywhere on BookTube, you should kind of know about it already. But if you don't, I shall read you the synopsis. Every seven years, the Aegon begins. As punishment for past rebellion, nine Greek gods are forced to walk the earth as mortals, hunted by the descendants of ancient bloodlines, all eager to kill a god and seize their divine power and immortality. Long ago, Lord Lore Perseus fled that brutal world in the wake of her family's sadistic murder by a rival line, turning her back on the hunt's promises of eternal glory. For years, she pushed away any thought of revenge against, against the man, now a god, responsible for their deaths. Yet, as the next hunt draws over New York City, two participants seek out her help. Castor, a childhood friend of Lore, 
believed long dead, and a gravely wounded Athena among the last of the original gods. The goddess offers an alliance against their mutual enemy, and at last a way for Lore to leave the Aegon behind forever. But Lore's decision to bind her fate to Athena's and rejoin the hunt will come at a deadly cost, and still may not be enough to stop the rise of a new god with the power to bring humanity to its knees. I am so stoked! I have goosebumps. I do too! I read that myself, and I still got goosebumps. Guys, it is just... It looks so good, and it's the perfect way to transition into kind of Blind Date. I was nervous about doing it, because the original Mm -hmm. premise for Blind Date with a book Mm -hmm. is it just says, if you like books by this author, if you liked this book, you will like this. And it's completely wrapped, and you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. And I was so nervous about that. And I feel like this is the perfect kind of go-between mm-hmm. where, okay, let's see if I liked doing it this way. And then maybe another month for like my, my own TBR. <laughs> You'll do the other one. I can do it. Because, again, reading is not a requirement. Reading should be fun. I mm-hmm. don't want to go and force us to read this book. And I didn't even know what it was. I didn't yeah. even read any of the back. I don't know whether or not it's going to excite that me. That was 100% cover by for you. And I'm going, and you're going, this is what we're going to read this month. And I'm going, yeah. Yeah, she was so excited. I was so nervous she wouldn't like it. And then she was like, no, that was on my TBR. That was on it. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> So I am super excited to have that. So if you guys would like to read along with us, we would love to have you guys read along with us and, and tweet at us and, you know, mm-hmm. message or DM us on Instagram or email us about stuff. Or if you've already read it, you put it in the tagline, like um, in, in an email or whatever. Don't read until after you've finished lore or whatever. And then mm-hmm. you can just give us your review or tag your review on Goodreads. We mm-hmm. will follow you guys on Goodreads. And we'll, you know, Ashley is really, really good. I say Ashley because I'm not. Occasionally, <laughs> occasionally I will share my rating, mm-hmm. but I don't write a review. I just say, mm-hmm. oh, I gave this book four out of five stars. Not going to tell you why, but. <laughs> really bad lately of posting actually posting reviews um because i've been doing it all through the mobile app and right now the mobile app is causing issues yeah where it won't let you actually rate anything and it won't let you add anything characteristic wise so i'll have to get my computer back out yeah that stuff but i'm super stoked I I can't remember the last time I've been this excited for a book club book. I mean, I get excited about it. No, you were you were you were pumped uh, at the beginning of the year when we did um, Serpent and Dove. I was because of the way you described it, but it wasn't already on my TBR. It wasn't already something that I had read something similar by that author Mm, or whatever. You know, like this is. Right up my alley. We've read stuff by Alexander Brack, and we know how good she is. Yes, Um, and. Passenger was the the book, the book that she, that she wrote, me and on. it does have a really cool cover. Yeah. But speaking of Serpent and Dove, mm-hmm. do you want to know what my? I know I said I wasn't going to assign myself books to read, mm-hmm. but now that I have time, mm-hmm. do you want to know what's on my TBR list? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, that would be the sequel to Serpent and Dove called Blood and Honey, which oh. is the other book that Ryan bought me. So, it, first of all, it was really funny walking in because he was like, okay, you can buy, you know, just a couple books and, you know, maybe something like a journal for work or something if you need it, whatever. Mm. He's like, I have the money. Don't go crazy, but, like, whatever. Yeah, I got you. So, I walked up and I immediately found... Serpent and Dove before I even saw Lore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I need this. And then I was like, 
can I have one more? Because underneath it, I see it's an Alexander Bracken book. I open it up and he was like, yeah. And I went, oh, okay, cool. And I grabbed Lore and that was it. I was done. And he was like, what just happened? Like, I thought you were going to want to look around. And I said, babe, nope. what do you not understand? Ashley and I have a book club podcast. Do you think I don't already have a running list of books that I want to read in my head? Like, no, I knew this walking in. So, I just didn't know that they were here. Yeah, right? So you guys already know, hopefully, if you guys listen to our review of Serpent and Dove, um, kind of how we felt about that. Uh, mm-hmm. It was good. That's not a spoiler. We felt <laughs> real good about it. Um, so basically this is just the sequel, which they kind of already led into Mm -hmm. in the last book where you're going to be seeing, um, Lou, Reed, Coco, and Ansel are all on the run Mm -hmm. from that coven. You know, they're basically fugitives trying to figure out how to survive and they may or may not be going to see Coco's aunt, who is like a whole different type of witch. I, I, I wonder how the interaction between Coco's aunt and, um, LaBelle it's yeah. going to go down because she's a La Blanche. So I'm just going to read you the last sentence mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. Bound to her always, his vows were clear. Where Lou goes, he will go. And where she stays, he will stay. Until death do they part. What? What are you What are you about to do to them? What? <laughs> Who's going to die? Why? Why do they have to I, die? I, I hate don't, when the party dies. Why? I don't want this. Why? But I am so freaking excited. And I told you guys, like, I'm going to read it. I don't know when, but I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. And so when he surprised me with that, I was like, yeah, no, this is the time. I need it right now. So and then she immediately texts me and goes, look what I yeah. got. I was like, look what Ryan got us. And you were like, yeah, just let me know when I can get it. Like, or tell him I said thank you. <laughs> tell him I said thank you. <laughs> and he was like, why is she thanking me? That's not for her. And I went, yeah, that is. <laughs> I was like, just because I'm going to read it first doesn't mean it's not for her. Like, <laughs> It'll somehow make its way into my hands. Don't worry. Um, so, yeah, those are the two that I'm reading. And like I said, I know I don't like assigning books to myself, but these are both books mm-hmm. that I could legitimately see myself just, like, mm-hmm. oozing over. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't. I can't even wait. I can't even wait. I'm and gushing already. speaking on the note of that series, pre-orders for book three – God and Monsters within this universe is now open at most local bookstores. So our local bookstore, Wild Geese, is actually doing pre-order intakes now so they can make sure that the books will arrive on time on August 3rd of this year so that you will make sure that you have your copy on drop day. Okay, we need to do that. Okay, well I will let my peeps know. Let your peeps know. Have your peeps (laughs) I don't, we don't have I'll to. I'll just eat. say, hey, I need to. Yeah. <laughs> two, please. <laughs> two, please. It's like we're at an ice cream shop. Two scoops. Two books. <laughs> um, is that all you're going to read? Just those two? Just those two. Because remember, like I said, I, I didn't want to assign myself mm-hmm. list and then feel like I was failing all the time. Right. Because when I'm not, I'm reading, like, what was it? Uh, in February, mm-hmm. I read five six books because i read mm-hmm. those i read our um regular book no it was only five because then i read four of the books from uh the house of night series because i was starting it over at the work at, at work and i may or may not finish the whole series again i have all the books at home mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i don't it's not like at the juvie where when we were you know not busy i could get through a whole book in a day or two like I don't really have that time. I can't just, you know, not do any of my work. Even though I work from home, I right. still have a lot of work I have to do. Yeah. No, so, 
Yeah, I can't necessarily read like that all the time. So I figure even the fact that I'm just assigning myself one extra book on top of our book club book. I feel like you'll get through both of those pretty fast. Alexandra Bracken has this weird thing about how she does her setup where she'll do like a small, uh, like a small burn at the beginning, do her setup, and then she's off. Yes. So I I have a good feeling we're going to go through lore real quick and then you're going to pick up Blood and Honey and that's going to hit off really good again. And Shelby's going to just take you on that trip and then hopefully come August Yes. I will hopefully be able to get me a copy because August is my husband's birthday month and it's all about the birthdays are. All about the birthdays are. Yeah. (laughs) We'll make it work. All right. So other than me also reading lore with you, I'm going to be picking up the latest Jen Bennett book called Chasing Lucky. Um, You know how much I love me some Jen Bennett. I do. And I didn't want to be a weirdo and read Alex approximately like again <laughs> there's no shame in it I read it almost every year like that and there's like two other books that I read consistently I feel like every year that I I feel like I needed to like okay I need to step away from the Alex approximately and maybe do another book in the ser- in her lineup um so I picked up this one it is building Budding photographer Josie St. Martin has spent half of her life with her single mother moving from city to city when they return to her historical New England hometown years later to run the family bookstore. Josie knows it's not forever. Her dreams are on the opposite coast and she has plans to get there. What she doesn't plan for is a run-in with the town bad boy Lucky Karras, outsider rebel and her former childhood best friend. Lucky makes it clear he wants nothing to do with the newly returned Josie, but everything changes after disastrous pool party and a poorly executed act of revenge lands Josie in some bad time trouble with Lucky unexpectedly taking the blame. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds good. And you love Jen Bennett, so I have a feeling you're going to, like, rush through that one. I I feel like Jen has almost become your new Meg Cabot. And I don't mean that in a bad way to Meg Cabot, but, like... Meg Cabot hasn't... Meg Cabot doesn't publish as much anymore. And Meg Cabot was really important to you when you were younger. I feel Mm -hmm. like Jen Bennett is your adult version of Meg Cabot. Oh, yeah, it totally is. And she... Most of her stuff is new adult, um, which, if you haven't listened to our podcasts in the in previous years, when we explain what all the different genres are that have come about, uh, new adult genre takes places between the age of 18 to about 23, 24, I mm-hmm. think is what we, we kind of coined it. Um, there is some steaminess in these books. However, they're not to your level of adult romance. Yeah. It's like that sweet spot between YA romance and adult content romance. <laughs> you still get the, oh my god, this is happening. But just not as explicit. Hey, it doesn't matter if it's not as explicit. Sometimes, what, what was the book... That you were having me read, and it was just, just yes. enough. I know I asked you to read Kiss Potion. That might have been it. I don't and think I ever finished it, though. Because we, we were, yeah, you didn't finish it. Because we were going to compare whether or not it was an elit 
or what 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 would we consider it wait hold on wait, wait, wait. i did finish that one that was about the the um accountant girl that had autism yeah that yeah no i definitely did that and we we, we did we decided it was just steamy enough mm-hmm. to get you going but not steamy enough to be considered smut yeah i remember this now but that's what i'm saying sometimes you don't need to go full mm-hmm. descriptors to have me fanning mm-hmm. myself so that's how i felt with serpent and dove when oh, they got those that roof scene? <gasps> yes. Look, girl, we don't. We can't talk about that right I now. I had to put that book down for five minutes. I did too. And walk a few laps. And then I picked it up, and I was like, "Oh shoot! I didn't. I didn't get far enough ahead. Had to put it back down." Walk. <laughs> it's so good. It's very good. So good. Anyway. Yes. All right. I mean that. That's it. That's all there was. There might be more. Who knows? We probably won't know until the end of this month. <laughs> um, as always, you guys can always reach us on social media. Let us know what books you're reading for fun and not for requirement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tweet at us. If you guys have already read any of the books that we've read and you guys want to talk about them, tweet, DM, hit us up on Goodreads, email us, whatever. We would love to hear from you guys and get your perspectives. If you guys read last month's book club, Mimi and Monaco, and you guys rated it higher <laughs> than us, which I hope I, I hope so you did. Yeah. Come at it. I am ready to debate with you on it. I, I will, in a, in a nice way. In I'm not nice trying, way. I'm not trying to fight everybody, but I would love to hear why you thought it was more than a two. So, yeah, anyway. But to wrap it up, I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And, and this, this is Wine and Dine. And Dine.